Welcome back to the GSPN Podcast. I'm your host. You know who I am. You know what we do here. And today, man, um, real good episode. Really good episode, man. I got Kevin Jr. on her, a.k.a. Daddy Daycare, a.k.a. Aquaman. Uh, really smart dude, really smart dude. It's all y'all are, to be honest. And you know, I can't. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with y'all. Yeah, I can't tell shit by the motherfucking comments. Sometimes I read the motherfucking comments in the group, and I'd be like, "Did this motherfucker just not not nobody specific? I'm just saying all around." But literally everybody that's been on the show, man, just seems like you know y'all just a, a, a bunch of really smart, knowledgeable motherfucking sports fans, and that shit dope. I had a real good time. Uh, talking to this dude right here, man. Uh, Kevin Jr. put me on to a lot of things. Hopefully, y'all feel the same way when y'all get done listening to this motherfucker. I ain't gonna hold you up no more. Go ahead. Yo, yo, yo. There we go, bro. We finally got you on. I'm on here. All right, now I gotta make sure that the people know who we talking to on this one. I got a busy slate for everybody today too, so we got a lot more coming. But right now on the line, I got the uh, the first and only uh, winner of the GSPN Best Fan Award, uh, Aquaman himself, uh, Kevin Junior. This motherfucker. Yo, we in here. I'm glad to have you on here, dog. It's been, it's been yeah, a exactly. minute. Flip ups. Yeah, 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 man. You know, I got a little bit of a hectic schedule, man. So, um, the other night, I had, um, I was at work, man. I worked a double, and then when I got off, I was trying to watch a little game, man. I forgot what game was on, but it was so boring, I done passed out on the couch, man. So, that was my bet. Okay, let me make sure, because, you know, it wasn't, it didn't have nothing to do with the fact that the Dolphins was up at halftime and then ended up losing. Oh, no, no. I wanted to get on there just for that. For that, man, like at the end of the day, man, it's been so much heartache when it comes to um, the Miami Dolphins and really my teams in general. Like every team I ever rooted for, man, it's always been bad luck kind of. So it's like um, when that when that type of shit happens, man, I just, you know, I let it go. Because, I mean, that that's the that's the best case scenario for us, man. I just want us to look confident. You know what I'm saying? Like the last the first three games, uh, like when we played y'all. And uh, we played them sorry-ass Jets. Shout out to Mike. And I forgot who we played in the first game. But at least we look confident. We're looking like, you know how the the NFL has a new look as far as kind of like comparing the NFL to not not Stephen Curry, but how Pop brought in the, you know, the European players and then the three-point ball and then, you know, Steph took it to another level, and you got this dude, Trey Young, and, you know, all the cats shooting the three, that's what the NFL is doing, you know what I'm saying? So we're we're looking like we're shooting the three ball now, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of doing the Larry Zonka, like it's going to get us another motherfucking championship, but we know that ain't going to happen, so. Uh, yeah, I can relate, dog. I, I definitely know what it's like to be beaten up so long for so many years that you're just like, man, can we just, just look competent, just competitive? I don't right. even Right, I'm not even right. For a title. I mean, but you still, at the end of the day, man, like, if we just going to talk about the Raiders, you had Rich Gannon and all them boys, you know what I'm saying? And you had uh, Bo Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had those years, like, bro, we never had nothing. Like, Dan Marino, when I was a kid, yeah, it was good because we had Dan Marino, but 
that's kind of like, you know, by, by the time I was confident enough to watch football, it's like uh, Dan Marino was in, in the uh, where Aaron Rodgers is now. You know what I'm saying? Always hurt. He's still the man, you know, but at the end of the day, it ain't it ain't Aaron Rodgers that won that Super Bowl. And the Dan Marino that I seen wasn't the 1984 Dan Marino that went and lost to the right. I mean, the uh, 49ers, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, I don't know that that's, that's the, um, that that's the, the catch up with that. Cause it's like, even we had, uh, you know, we had the years with, um, Ricky Williams, but at the end of the day, I think Jay Fieler was our co- quarterback. Like, <laughs> And that nigga was trash, looking like Ross Perot out there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> it's like our and it's like we never really had a defense. Like my 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 favorite player, like people probably would think is uh, Dan Marino, which I mean you. Oh shit! It cut off. Can you hear me? Kev. Yo, Kev. Oh, man. Yo, 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 yo. My bad, my bad, man. Somebody called my phone, man. Oh. Oh, right, so man. If you got Apple, put the do not disturb on. Oh, okay. All right, bet. Yeah, I have to. I have to do it too. But to, to be honest, the motherfucking app don't come with no instructions that tell a motherfucker nothing. Cause I'm trying to ask you. I'm like, man, click over. Is this shit going? Is this shit going to cut out? And <laughs> you was already gone. But uh, yep. damn, I forgot. Hey, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, like we we had my my favorite player is actually Brian Cox, just because you know those are those are the type of players that I like. Like I like. I like Rondo, you know what I'm saying? And I like I like what uh Jimmy Buckets is doing right now. Like I like that type of shit. Like that's my 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 uh brand of sports. You know what I'm saying? All this uh, you know, fairy two shoes shit niggas be doing nowadays. And niggas been doing it for years, so it's not nothing new. Cuz like truth be told, you know, that nigga Jerry Rice and Lynn Swan, like this shit has been happening. It's just, you know, now everybody bought into it, even the sorry niggas. So Right now, now what is, what is your opinion on um, on Sue? Is that somebody you wanted to keep down there? And how you feel about um, him being? My 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 view on Sue is is that like at the end of the day, he was an all pro. He was, I would say he was. I mean, because I don't think he was better than Randall out of um, out of Minnesota and Kevin Williams and them boys. Like th- like back in the day when when they was doing their thing, like. He, I don't think he was as good as them. I just think that he was glorified because of the the things that he did to people. Because at the end of the day, if you're a defensive tackle, if you can get to the quarterback, you can slam him on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like you are that strong. Everybody, every defensive tackle could do that. You know what I'm saying? So I think he was just glorified because of the way that he went in so hard and the fact that, you know, 
we lost him, it, it really didn't make me know never mind. Like, we didn't need help on the defensive line. Like, of course, he helped the running game and, and, and plugging the middle and all that. But, I mean, we've been had Cameron Wake. We've been had good pass rushers. We just never had a secondary like that. You know what I'm saying? And the problem is, is like, when you're that good and you're the face of the defense or whatever you want to say, you have to be a leader of men. And he was not a leader of men. He wasn't a leader by example. He wasn't none of that. Like, when shit goes down in the locker room, you got to be the one to step up. And I'm not mad at him for not being able to do that. But, you know, we needed that in that locker room. He knew we needed it in that locker room. And I felt that he was selfish. And so did the coach and, you know, the organization. And that's why they uh, eventually moved him because it's like the, the amount of money we're paying you and the amount of stuff that we need from you, you're not going to give us that. Like, look at Odell Beckham, like, they gave him all that money, but all that money doesn't mean that you're the best player. I mean, it does mean you're the best player, but it comes with attachments. Like, once you get that money, you need to be a leader. Like, that's that's what it is. Like, you have to set the example because if the nigga, the nigga that's pull, – you pulling up in a Honda and then the nigga pulling up in a Ferrari and you wonder why you riding in a Honda because you being humble, you doing this, what you going to do if you see Odell Beckham over here dance on the sidelines? Well, shit, I need to dance too because – that's how this nigga getting his money. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, it is what it is. But I mean, that whole situation, like, and like with the Jai, like the same thing. Like, I didn't feel anything wrong with it because it's like you're a, you're not a cancer in the locker room necessarily. Even though a Jai was a cancer in the locker, room. and I'm not saying Sue was a cancer in the locker room, but like you ha- you have to you know you have to help your team out. And if you're just there for a paycheck, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, when when you're winning, that's different. But we're not winning. And we're in the most toxic environment that you could have in professional sports as far as, you know, football. It, it, evidently, it works for basketball just because Florida is not a, you know, it's not a basketball state. It's, it's a football state. And, you know, when, you, when you're in South Beach and you, uh, you know, wherever you grew up, you was a man. Since you know fifth grade, college, and in college, you come to the NFL. You the man in the NFL, like you know you the man. But at the end of the day, if you if you the man in Pittsburgh, you know it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like you got Pittsburgh fans that love you and all that shit. But you know if you're if you're the man, if you play football in Green Bay or you play football in Minnesota, all these little places where most teams are, even Oakland, even you know certain places, you you you're still going to be, you know, your ego can be in check. But when you're on South Beach, you're in South Florida, not even just South Beach, because it goes three counties up, and those counties are huge. So anywhere you go in South Florida, you're not viewed as a football player anymore. You're viewed with a nigga with money. And that amount of ego stroke that you get is not going to have you put your best foot forward when you come when it comes to handling business and sports. So... That's why I say, you know, South Beach is of a drug. It's not just the women. It's not the dope. It's everything. Everything that, that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not the only nigga with money, but you're famous. And, I mean, it's, it's crazy down there. With us. It's crazy. You have to- yeah, it's crazy. I, I've i been down there a couple times, and uh, I didn't get to necessarily do everything I wanted to do. Right. But just seeing it with your own two eyes, it's like... Um, yeah, it's- 
Different beast, though. I've never been to L.A. I've never been to New York or anything like that. So I can't really speak on, you know, the effect that it is. But at the end of the day, like, L.A., I'm pretty sure is the same thing. But it's like, you go to Walmart, bro, and you're going to see these chicks that be in these damn, not the same exact chicks, but these chicks we be posting all in the group and all that. Man, they, they a dime a dozen, dog, especially them Spanish girls, man, because you got every nationality. You got them Haitian girls. You got them uh, Cuban. Cubans. You got them damn uh, uh, Virgin Island, them Virgin Island bitches, and, and them Trinidadian ones, though. Oh, my God. That, that is, yeah, man. That, that is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So. This the shit is motherfucking ridiculous. Everything down there, it's, it's a bunch of Dolly Castros and, right. and Rosa Costas and, right. and like you said, they everywhere. Right. And, it's, and some of them is um, you know, it's a hierarchy to anything. Right. So, right, right. you know, some of them gonna look better than other ones, of but course. the ones that don't exactly make the first tier. Oh, you know, the second tier girls in Miami is first tier girls. A lot of other places, exactly. Because like, like here in Atlanta, you're gonna get. Black women, you know, like, um, and white women. Um, but as far as the Spanish women, we have we have a lot of Mexicans, and not all Mexicans are bad. There are plenty of bad Mexicans, you know what I'm saying? But you also have those egg body Mexicans out here. And, you know, in South Florida, man, it, it's because I love black women. I could never be with anything other than a black woman or anything. But when you, when you have the visual of these Spanish women, um, it's... It's it's a uh, uh it, it's crazy man it's crazy so I mean uh, it is what it is that's why um these guys can't get it done in Miami uh, essentially because even Dan Marino was on the coke you know what I'm saying the whole the whole offensive line was doing coke before the damn Super Bowl when we lost the the Forty ers you know what I'm saying so right and it's like if you look at it this way um. That that whole uh, cocaine cowboys and all that shit. When did that shit start? That shit started in the like, you know, mid seventies. You know, uh, early eighties. You know, all that. So the Miami Dolphins won the Super Bowl in nineteen seventy one and nineteen seventy two. At that time, it was a like how when people look at Florida and they say that's my retirement state. That's where I'm going to retire. Well, uh-huh. that's what South Beach was. There was no fun in South Beach. If you go to South Beach, you're going to see nothing but old folks and all type of shit. Like, that's it. There's nothing going on in South Beach. And then the dope came, and it changed the whole city. And then ever since then, we've been trash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we was we was the uh, probably one of the best teams in the league uh, as far as history-wise and all that because – that was before the um, uh, the steel curtain and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So we was we right. was the niggas. You know what I'm saying? We uh, Don Shula, and Larry Zonka, and uh, Kit, and uh, Mercury Morris. All these niggas was like we were the best team of all time. Like, and then you know the dope hit South Beach, and that's where we at today. That's crazy though, because I've never really uh I not only have I not thought about it, I haven't even heard anybody else mention it. Not to say that it's never yeah. been said, but I have Yeah, because I put it I, I put two and two together. Like I you know, I've I've seen all these cocaine cowboy movies, you know, Scarface and you know, 
all these, you know, documentaries and stuff about shit that went on. And it's like, I'm a Miami Dolphin fan. So, you know, that shit's in my mind. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking and I'm thinking like, hold up. Bro, we was we was the shit when it was an old folks town. You know what I'm saying? And then right. all of a sudden, like, like Miami, University of Miami is a private school. And that's the reason why they put that school there. And that's the reason why it was a private school, because it was nothing but old folks out there. There's nothing to do out there. So you can focus on your studies, and we are a private school. And then the dope came, and, you know, our the whole South Florida dynamic changed, and we have so many athletes from that area. Like, I have probably about eight cousins on my dad's side that have been in the league or in the league right now. You know what I'm saying? And that's just my family. Just imagine, you know, all the niggas from down there, like, you know, Antonio Brown from Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas still to this day, like, it's not just, it's like, it's a whole culture down there now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that shit all happened because of the dope. I'm just mad because, you know, why couldn't Miami just start drafting niggas from home? You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, pretty much impossible. But it's not like baseball. It's definitely Like, it's sad. Like, we got all this shit, and we can't do shit with it. Right. And to validate what you're saying, um, I put a post up on Facebook yesterday that said Teddy Pendergrass is gay. And I I found that out because I was watching – I was watching Vlad TV. He had TK Kirkland on okay. there. And Vlad was asking TK about the Cat Williams Wanda thing when, you know, when he went off on the black lady and went on that rant with Tiffany and all right. them. And uh, TK was talking about how he knew Wanda from back in the day and they used to be in Atlanta. He was like, We was in Miami before the you know, the dope hit and then when the dope hit, niggas was getting ridiculous mm-hmm. money down there and it just changed the whole culture. Right. It's just odd that I was just watching that yesterday, and then it's the same thing you said. Like, shit, everything changed. Everything changed. And when you think about it, the Dolphins haven't been – I'm not going to say they haven't had any winning seasons, but they haven't, we haven't been, been a, a Dolphins yeah. team no, since right. Because that's the thing. Like, you go from you go from being the most dominant team in the league and of all time to being a doormat because the culture changes. And but that culture change helped us with the University of Miami, you know what I'm saying? That that definitely helped us with that. But as far as the Miami Dolphins, you know, and and the and the sad thing about it is, it's like there are no real Miami Dolphin fans. Like I know sports, you know, everybody in the group knows sports, you know, to a major degree. Um, but you notice there are no Miami Dolphin fans. Do you know any Miami Dolphin fans? That you can have a, a, a educational sports talk with them, because they're nope. You're the only one, right? I know. There are none though, because I know I have. You know, I'm in all these Miami Dolphin groups, so these cats that are in the group, they're only concerned about the Dolphins. So if you talk to them about sports, they have no idea about any other players, or even in the NFL, they're they're it's either a fashion statement. Or it is, you know, you just like the Dolphins for some strange, odd reason. You know what I'm saying? And nobody in South Florida likes the Dolphins. The Dolphins are, all my cousins, 
and I have probably about 50 cousins in South Florida right now. And all my uncles and, like, I mean, my auntie and my grandma, and that's about it. And, and I have, like, a couple female cousins. Like, it's nothing but the females that like the Dolphins, you know what I'm saying? Like, all my male cousins, they like the Cowboys or the Broncos or, you know, whatever. But they do not fuck with the Dolphins. My dad don't fuck with the Dolphins. But my dad is one of them. Like, he's a fucking Eagles fan right now. Coincidentally, because they won the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, that that type of shit, it's like, there is no real live Miami Dolphin fans. Not a football fan. Like, there's fans of, I guess, you know, the colors and all that other shit. Just like when LeBron James was playing for the Heat. Everybody loves the Heat in South Florida but they're not fans of basketball. They just like the heat because when they came in, we had that, we were vulnerable and we needed something, you know what I'm saying? And they just gave us the Miami heat. Those are nice colors, you know, nice logo. And everybody, all these people, all the people that love the Miami heat in South Florida hate the Dolphins. So that's why I say fuck the fucking heat. Cause when I was a kid, we didn't have no heat. I didn't have no basketball team. I was a Bulls fan. So now y'all got the heat and y'all want to be raw raw for these heat, man. Fuck them niggas, man. And it has nothing to do with LeBron. <laughs> for real, man. Because it's like y'all niggas, because that's the thing. It's like it's my own personal hurt because y'all niggas antagonize me and talk shit about me and talk shit about my team all the time. And it's like, oh, but now y'all niggas from the bottom, but y'all don't want to be uh, Dolphin fans, but y'all just going to. Ride up with these Heat. And the Heat sucked when they came out. You know they sucked. Everybody knew the Heat sucked. But y'all Heat fans like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So, nah. Fuck all that shit. Right. One, ain't the Heat like a, a late 80s expansion No, they're a 90s expansion team. I think that was 93. That was that. They mm, came okay. in. They came in with Orlando and, um, and Charlotte. And... And okay. who was the, there? Was another team that was I think there was four teams that came in at the same time, and they gave uh, Florida two teams because I guess they seen that the economy was about to blow up all over Florida because um, you know Orlando has has changed. You know what I'm saying? Like they're probably like ten years behind what Miami was doing as far as economic change. Like they've grown. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go to Orlando right now. And there's a lot of rich motherfuckers in Orlando, just like in South Florida. You know what I'm saying? Saying that that all started with, you know, you know, of course, Disney, Disney World. But, you know, they brought in a lot of different business. There's a lot of business in Orlando and as well as, um, you know, the Orlando Magic or whatever. So. And no, nobody. Right. Knows. Right. Let me tell you, man. Huh? I love this part of the podcast. I really do. I get to talk to y'all because. You could be, you know, no matter where you sit on this planet, you can you can be a fan of your stuff, and you can know your area, you can know your region. Right. But it's no way to get these tiny, you know, details, details information about, like, without living. Right? Because nobody, yeah, knows, nobody I would knows know this about, about shit like that because they don't live like like uh, Mike that lives in Cincinnati. Like, there's so many shit, so much shit that he can tell us about Cincinnati and Cincinnati culture. You see what I'm saying? And what's what really happened with that who they shit and what, what's really going, what's the nigga that used to be dancing and shit back in the day? Like, he can give you a whole in-depth rundown that you would never know, and they will never do no documentary. Nobody's ever going to do no documentary on, um, you know, the Dolphins in the 90s. 
But guess what? I know all about them sorry ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I can give you all right. the rundown of the shit. You know what I'm saying? And what went wrong and why we was, you know, why we was sorry as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and the, and the Miami fans, I always hated them as as fans. You know, it ain't had nothing to do with the Bulls because um, you know if, if they look at it like whether well, you you didn't like them because you was a Bulls, like no. hey, I no reason to not right. like them. We was whooping their ass, right? right. Shit, and then make me mad. It's just the fact of you know I'm a I'm a crazy fan, right. dude. Like if I go to the game, I'm yelling, I'm acting a fool. I I just love the sport. It don't even have to be my team, but right. to watch them. They got the best team on the planet, right. and they just did. Right, because it's not just, it's a it's a fashion statement. That's what you have to understand about South Florida, um, and whatever it is that's going on, they're there because it's a fashion statement. I go to the Dolphin games, and I'm the only nigga standing up, yelling at the team like, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" This, that, and the third. Everybody else having a competitive, you know I mean not competitive banter, but just you know casual conversations. Niggas in in uh, business suits, niggas, you know, with they ca- they uh, fast casual shit on. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not they're not here to watch a football game, and that that's that boiled over to LeBron James. Of course, you could say, yeah, when you go back to work or you go to school or whatever, LeBron James did them niggas this that and the third, and you know whatever whatever you can brag about it. But y'all niggas not into basketball. Like I said, Florida is not a basketball state at all. There are no, there are no basketball players. There's, you know, Eddie, Eddie Jones is from um, South Florida. You know what I'm saying? And, but there's, there's so, there's other niggas that's from South Florida, or whatever that play basketball. But for the most part, if you go to a basketball court, nobody's gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody really trying to hoop. Niggas in high school, elementary school, middle school, they. They're trying to be out there playing football. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to the Miami Heat, nobody really gives a fuck. They just want to be seen on TV. So that's why they come in that bitch late, because it ain't that hard to get to South Beach. They got a whole bridge to get directly into South Beach. If you're coming from Broward County, you go up this bridge, and it's a one-way in and one-way out. There's no exit in this bridge. And guess what? That bitch going to drop you right on top of that damn stadium. There ain't no excuse for y'all niggas to be late to the stadium at all. So I don't know. That might yeah, the Miami Heat fans, there's no real fans. They're not fans. It's just a fashion statement. Everything in South Florida, if you ever see anything in South Florida, it's a fashion statement. Them folks go to that uh Marlins game because it's a fashion mm-hmm. statement. You want to be seen in this big brand new stadium. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. Like there are real Miami University of Miami fans though, because you have people that are alumni and the University of Miami embodies the culture of South Florida and it has nothing to do with uh, us as far as black people but our fishbowl of culture is the University of Miami so that's why there are real deal 100% University of Miami fans like that is one uh, team that people actually do root for and they are invested in. There are not, there's not going to be people late to those games. You know what I'm saying? Because of, yeah. Because now, is that, is that more based on the fact that, yeah, okay, there you go. I was just about to ask. Yeah. The yeah. The alumni, the alumni, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's a totally different story. So, you know, you have real live fans because that means something to them. Um, but as well as 
you can go to those games. And if you're a Cuban, there's going to be a Cuban football player out there that you can root for. If you're Haitian, there's a Haitian player out there you can root for. Or if you're Jamaican, you know, wherever you're from, and there's a hundred different uh, cultures and nationalities down there in South Florida. You know what I'm saying? So to embody, to embody one thing that can embody South Florida is the University of Miami. And if you ever get to go there, you should go because it's like, like it's in Coral Gables. And Coral Gables is not South Beach. It's like the, it's like the last part that they preserved. Old school, 1969 South. Beach. So that's what Coral Gables is. And it's like, it's a nice, beautiful area. Like, it's great. Oh, okay. I'm going to check that out. Also, you got to tell, make sure we let the other members know. I've been to a lot of places, a lot of, a lot of games, a lot of stadiums, and uh, if you're in a, a city, a foreign city, and you ain't found it's daytime, and you ain't found no way to meet no women, it's a lot of women that go to games, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And, I, and the my problem is, I always take a bitch with me, so I'll be uh, I'll be wrapped up, man. I remember one time I went to a damn dolphin game, and I was with my uh, my wife at the time, my ex-wife. Now, and um, I know it was it was a Falcons game. But I don't even think, yeah, we was playing the Dolphins. So it was a chicken there. No, we weren't playing the Dolphins. But I just said, fuck it, I'm gonna wear my Dolphins hat or some shit. And I'm talking about she's got the Dolphin shirt on with the Dolphin. Uh, I'm not Dolphin pants, but she has some white pants. So I'm talking about she was all the way Dolphin out, badass white bitch. She was a little bit older. I'm talking about she's trying to give me the game, like. What's up? And it's like, damn, my wife is like standing right over there, and I'm trying to get some drinks. Like, fuck me all the way up. But yeah, you know, you trying to get stabbed. Right, but the, I mean, I remember when I used to go to the games in South Florida. I mean, this one chick had on the damn dolphin draws in the damn state. She showed me her, she showed me her dolphin draws in the stadium, dog. And I was with my homeboy at the time. You know what I'm saying? So that went in, but. At the end of the day, like, yeah, a lot of these women go to these damn games and they look, they fishing for a nigga because they lonely. Yeah, yeah, they so be there. Boy, my partner, uh, I was in San Antonio. You know, he ain't a big sports fan, so he don't know shit. And, and you know, he like, man, I ain't trying to go to no game. I'm trying to get up with some hoes. I'm like, right. oh, okay, <laughs> you, 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 you don't understand. Go ahead, do what you're doing. And I'm, I'm in there with the – with all kind of Mexicans and, 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 and Spanish, whatever. I guess that's the same thing. I don't know. But yeah. I mean, you know, it's all the same. Kind of, sort of, you know. Yeah, not black, not white. Anything. Right. Not, not black, not white, not Asian. They was, they right. was them type of hoes. It was like, they was everywhere, nigga. And it's like, come on, man. They always, even when you were in St. Louis. Like, I remember I went to the WWE um, hellos ago. It was, I went to um, um, No Mercy 2001. Uh-huh. And uh, nigga, when you, uh, when you heard when that shit said, if you smell, oh shit, all, all black bitches stood up. Ah, it's the rock. That's my baby. That's my baby daddy. Wow, I didn't even know they was in the building, bro. I didn't know they was in the building. As soon as that shit went, uh, my, me and my little brother talk about that shit to this day. It was so many black women jumped up for that nigga to rock, boy. They had like sports. Yep. Yeah, everybody everybody's got groupies, man. That's the thing. Like at the end of the day, you know, they gonna I mean any any professional 
uh, athlete is going to attract women. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to be in the building because at the end of the day, women want muscles and they want money. And nigga, you play, you a professional wrestler, nigga, you got money and you got muscles. Them hoes going to be in the building. Basketball players, football players, baseball, all that shit, man. They always there. They always there, boy. It's a always there, man. It's never been. It's never been the time. I remember me and my boy used to go to the Hawks games all the time just to get at the girls. That was the only reason why we went to the Hawks games. We ain't no Hawks fan, you know what I'm saying? We 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 both Lakers fans, you know what I'm saying? So we just going to the preseason games, or we going to one of them old mud games or whatever. And shit, them bitches be in the building, dog. Hell yeah, yeah, they do. This is this is true right here, boy. But I'm telling yeah. you, niggas ain't listening. But okay, they I'm gotta know, you. man. They gotta know, cause and matter of fact, I'm gonna give y'all another jewel. Go to the Game Time app. Get the Game Time app, man. Like I, that Dolphin game I went to with the preseason. I went to the game. I was sitting in the 100s. I paid, I think, sixty-four dollars for two tickets in the 100s. And I didn't even know that the game was happening because they sent me an alert saying the Dolphins is playing the damn Falcons starting at $14 a pop. But that's, you know, nosebleeds or whatever. But at the end of the day, man, you can get the – I went to, I think, three Hawks games this year. I went to go see my boy Devin Booker. And I seen, I think, two other games, man. I went to the Lakers. I went to go see the Lakers. And I think I paid um, – I think I paid for the Lakers game. I think I paid uh, – Forty something dollars for two tickets in the one hundreds. Like I'm right there, you know what I'm saying? That's a and good like, ass deal. Yeah, man, get the game time app, dog. Like, and it, you could, you should just get it just because. Like, if you in a city and you looking up on the game time app, dog, and if you wait like fifteen minutes before kickoff or fifteen minutes before the uh, beginning of the game, them tickets gonna drop. And all, all I do is I go down there, I go to one of them little bars or something, get some drinks. Or get some food or whatever, and wait until 15 minutes before the game. Man, them tickets drop so low. You grab them hoes and you walk right up in that bitch for low, easy. I got to see all these stadiums just because of the game time app, man. Like you ain't got to do all that pre-planning and none of that shit, bro. Just be down there, and you gonna be in the building for sure for the low. Right, that's the best part for the low too. For I, the I got. Low. Uh, I got it. So make sure I make sure listeners get that game time app. Game time app, dog. That's what I got to see all these games for the low and good seats, man. Good seats, man. I went live on that Dolphin game, man. I paid like I think I paid like yeah, I think sixty four dollars. And I'm talking about I can see the players. Like I think I was probably row eleven from. You know, the bottom of the damn whole stadium, row 11, for $64. Now, mind you, it was preseason, but, I mean, at the end of the day, we was in that bitch for the low ski Yeah, dog, that's a good that's a good fucking deal right there. Now, now speaking of low-ass tickets, uh, I, I tried to make some Lakers games last year, uh-huh. and they were not low last year with, with, right. with no, you know, no super With nobody, yeah. I mean, it's 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 uh, supply and demand. Because when I went to the Lakers game here, um, I think yeah, I paid about the no, I paid thirty dollars a piece for those tickets, and I was in the one hundreds, and it was really good seats. But I mean, the whole stadium was Lakered out. 
So there is no no everywhere they go, they like the Harlem Globetrotters. If we don't if we don't have nobody on the team, because everybody wants to come see their team, though. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's a Lakers fan or a Kobe. Fan. It is so fucking. It is that Lakers shit is deep, and you know what? I actually feel bad a lot of times for real, dog, because as y'all know, I just said a hundred times. Oh, Bird is a huge Laker fan. My mom's is a huge Laker fan. She named me after Jamal Wilkes, and wow. that's all she used to want to watch. So right. you know, when Michael Jordan and them got hot, right. I was I went ahead. You know, I'm like, oh shit, this is my team right here. And obviously, right. you know, black and red is just easier to wear colors. You can wear black right. and red a lot easier. That- you can wear purple and gold. So uh-huh. it's like every city, the the Lakers are, and no offense to nobody, but the Lakers are like the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA in terms of their merchandise is everywhere. Yep. The yep. fans yep. are everywhere. Fans everywhere. Yep. You can't find yep. that with no other team. Now the, now, the Steelers, as far as merchandise from what I can see, the Steelers come close, the Packers come close. Right. But see, that's the thing. The Steelers are still – Regional to a certain extent, or your your generation determines the Steelers. Like, look at Snoop Dogg. The reason why he's a Steelers fan is because he grew up just like you and I grew up watching Michael Jordan. He grew up watching the Steel Curtain, so that became his team. But mm-hmm. outside of, you know, really the Midwest, nobody in the South is no Steelers fan. You see what I'm saying? Niggas right, in the South right. is is definitely Lakers fans. And it's the same thing with the Cowboys to a certain extent, but they're not a, they're not as bad as the Lakers as far as fandom. Like Lakers are worldwide, you know what I'm saying? The Dallas Cowboys ain't worldwide. A lot of niggas don't like the Cowboys and are not Cowboys fans because I mean, I don't know what it is, but they're not like the Lakers. The Lakers are going to every city in the in the NBA and they're going to sell out the arena because of the Lakers. But I guess it's the same with the Cowboys too. Like it don't matter where you go, the Cowboys gonna sell out. And the same thing with yeah, the Steelers. Yeah, so but they're not on the same level as the Cowboys. I mean the the Lakers though. They're not they're definitely not on the same level. But, well, I can tell you what it is that people don't like about the Cowboys. The, the Lakers just went through their first rough patch ever that, that right. anybody right. anybody yeah, alive. Yes, yes. The Cowboys, you know, nobody likes to shit talker anyway. Right. But if you shit talk and then you perform, it kind of shuts people up. Like, well, Definitely. you know, like Mayweather. Well, he right. talks a lot of shit, but he shit, he backs it all up. Right. The Cowboys don't even feel the need to back the shit up. That's the part that's like, where the fuck do you get off getting your ass whooped and you the, the biggest shit talker in the room? That normally don't go together. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with that is not even because Jerry Jones don't talk shit. You know what I'm saying? The players don't talk shit, but it's just that the um, confidence that a nigga gets from having the big three and then adding a year with fucking Deion Sanders in the 90s, right? And then you know what happened in the 70s, and they, was, they wasn't relevant in the 80s, but you know you have those two generational gaps that you put that together. You know what I'm saying? So now... When you have uh, what is it, Landry, Tom Landry, and all them boys yep. from back then, Roger Stallback, like Roger Stallback was Captain America, man. You know what I'm saying? Like he was the uh, prototype white boy, white white boy. 
good old white, good old boy, perfect white boy. You know what I'm saying? So you have all that. So they, their fans have that confidence there, and then you have this confidence in the '90s. You know, yeah, them niggas talk a lot of shit. Man. Them niggas always suck. Outside of, because I really wanted to, uh, I want to connect that. I want to go back to the Lakers. What? At what point did you become a Laker fan? I became a Laker fan um, when, because that's the thing. Okay, so I grew up a Bulls fan, and I was mad at Michael Jordan when he retired, right? So when, after he retired the first time, I I hated the Heat, of course, but then, you know, Orlando's in Florida, so I started rocking with that boy Shaq because, you know, at the time, Shaq appealing to all the children of my age, his shoes, his movies, his commercials, merchandising they did, the toys, all that shit. Shaq was a layup as far as a favorite player. So then, you know, I fuck with Penny and I fuck with Shaq. But then, like, you know, Jordan came back and did those um, last two years. I was still, I was back fucking with MJ and shit like that. And, like, my uncle, he knows Eddie Jones' sister. Well, he used to know Eddie Jones. And I've met Eddie Jones and hung out with um, his sister and shit like that. So when Eddie Jones is in L.A., it's like I looked up to that nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I started being a Lakers fan. And then here comes this nigga Kobe. And it's like, Jordan, my favorite player. And it's like, oh, shit. Now, you know, I've been I've been submitted into the Laker Nation since, you know, probably about 96, 95, 96, whenever Jones went to the Lakers is when I became, you know, a Lakers fan. And then, you know, Kobe and Shaq. And then, I mean, after that, it ain't no ain't no way to go nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? But I, I did fuck with, um, you know, I fucked with Penny Hard just because, you know, the whole commercials and all that shit. And then Blue Chips is what really put me on Penny Hardaway. That's why I like Penny Hardaway. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the Lakers, it was it was my boy Eddie Jones, man. I fuck with Eddie Jones. Niggas don't never niggas don't never talk about my boy Eddie Jones, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not even mad at the Eddie Jones was nice. Huh? Eddie Jones was nice, dog. He was nice, man. He was real nice. And he was it was just that he wasn't he wasn't um polarizing like how Kobe is. He wasn't a character. Like a lot of these players, like Michael Jordan and all these other like Eddie Jones, bro. Eddie Jones is like a church mouse, man. He ain't gonna say nothing to you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's the reason why he probably never was like, you know, put out on the on the main stage like that. Cause Vernon Maxwell, I mean, not Vernon Maxwell, Nick Van Exel was not the player that Eddie Jones was, but Nick Van Exel was a character. So niggas gonna remember Nick Van Exel. Niggas gonna talk about Nick Van Exel. He did interviews and all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? So I mean it is what it is. But yeah, I'm definitely a Lakers fan, man. And uh, I don't know how I feel about this whole LeBron James shit, but yeah, go right into that. That's what I was gonna get to next. I I, I just wanted to. Uh... I mean, the thing about it is, that you and a lot of niggas in the group is always talking about like you know, or we you were they were people were talking about how can you be a how can you hate LeBron and now root for LeBron? It's like I didn't like LeBron for certain reasons. I really didn't have a problem with, even though I wasn't a LeBron fan, I never had a problem with LeBron until he went to the Heat because I hate the Heat. So he get he gets the wrath of the Heat, kind of, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, 
you know, after all the bullshit, and I don't, I don't like certain things about LeBron, the way he flops, uh, the way his, his gamemanship, I don't like that, the way that he quits at certain times. Um, I don't like that. Like I said before, the type of players I like is a, a player like a Rondo, somebody that competes, someone that gives it their all on the court. You know what I'm saying? And there has been times where I feel LeBron James um, has other things on his mind, which is understandable because everybody's human. But when it comes to him coming to the Lakers, at the end of the day, I'm a Lakers fan. And if Tom Brady gets traded to the Dolphins, nigga, guess what? I'm a Tom Brady fan now, nigga. Like, that's, that's what it is because now you are with my team. I'm not a player. I'm not a player fan. I'm a team fan. You know what I'm saying? So right. y'all going to have to, um, you know, they're going to have to just be mad out there wherever they at, you know, with uh, whatever team they on, whatever team they rooting for, or, you know, and I don't understand how – how can you hate the Lakers? Because niggas don't hate the Lakers. Niggas hate Kobe. So y'all hate a nigga that don't even play for the team no more enough not to root for your favorite player. You see what I'm saying? Like how you That's, a good, That's a good point. That's a good point. Like you don't you don't root for LeBron James no more because you hate Kobe. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers ain't got nothing to do with Kobe no more. Kobe's retired writing books and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mentoring niggas. Kobe is. Kobe is mentoring niggas that play for the Celtics. So you can't be mad at the Lakers because of Kobe. You know what I'm saying? That makes no sense. So I don't think niggas realize that part of the game, you know, but they, they just hate. They say that they hate the Lakers, but nobody hates the Lakers. They just hate Kobe because you didn't hate the Lakers, um, you know, when Nick Van Exel played for him. You know what I'm saying? You didn't hate right, the Lakers right. when – when Eddie Jones was playing for them niggas and Vladdy Divox and uh, uh, what's David's favorite player? Cedric Zabalos. Y'all didn't hate the Lakers, <laughs> yeah, did you? Cedric Zabalos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. Don't just With think. the see-through <laughs> shirt and shit. <laughs> like you thought we was fooled, huh, Cedric? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, look, let me, let me, let me address that because it's really no black and white. It's so many shades of gray. But I want to start off saying I, I actually agree with you, and I'm one of the you know I'm one of the main guys uh, talking shit about the whole LeBron thing. And right, main right. is I just find it funny, and it, it ain't it ain't nothing that either one either side can do about it. It's just funny right, to right. see some of LeBron's biggest critics have to you know he's on your team now. So it's, yeah. it's, it's it's just both of us got to eat it in that way. Like, I don't want to see the Lakers win, but they probably going to win some more games now, and I got to deal with it. And the same way the, the reverse side is, shit, if you was on there talking shit about LeBron, and now I got to go back and all that, you know, I got to look at the comments. You just got to eat it, but it don't change. It ain't going to be able to take away no title from you, and it ain't going to be able to give you no wins or no losses or nothing. It's just a little, right. a little shit, a little something to add in the shit talking, but I think back, now, I was never an Orlando fan. I was never a Laker fan. But Shaquille O'Neal, uh, mostly because of who he was off the court. You know, exactly. Yep. Funny dude, charismatic, yep. acting. There's to me, there's never been a player in any sport that was a bigger character. And I'm not talking about size, but you know, a bigger character. Right. Than the dude. Yeah, that was. It'll never be done again. Never. Yeah, man. He was just incredible. You, how can you not like Shaq? You know? Yeah, like, there's no way. There's no way. 
Then even no after finding out him, him doing all this, I guess, quote-unquote, coonery shit, it's like, yeah, that's fucked up. I don't stand with nobody 100% on nothing. So that that part is fucked up if that's what he on. But but as far as him being funny and, you know, well, we had Shaq Fool and right. the guy that he was a platinum-selling artist. Yep. And the motherfucker, like you said, blue chips. I mean, who nigga doing right. all-star comedy shows year after right. year? Nobody did it right. like that. So if you were if you were in that if you were in that in that era, everything that you if you were a, a African American in the inner city or just you know culturally aware, you're going to see Shaq everywhere you go. And everything that you do, and you, if you turn on BET MTV, you're gonna see Shaq. If you Go to Blockbuster, nigga. You gonna see Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Like in the game section and the movie section. Right. Yep. He had his own fucking video games and all type of shit. It's like he was he was a goldmine for marketing. And when he went to L.A., I mean that was I mean, but he did more marketing in Orlando. Really, he did more more stuff when he was in Orlando than he did when he was in Miami. I mean, um, not Miami, but L.A. Cause he did Absolutely. all the movies in Orlando, right? Yep, most of them. I think he may. Have, I think that I, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure, but still may have came out when he was in L.A. Yeah, but, that's probably what it was, right? But Shazam and and, and uh, Stack Fu and all that shit, all them video games and all that shit, that was all, you know, Orlando. Absolutely. And that's, and that's what grew Orlando as well was Shaq. Shaq actually grew Orlando because. He brought awareness to Orlando, but then he also brought big business there, just like Atlanta. Atlanta was very small before, but the that airport um, brought in big business. So that's what Shaq did. Shaq brought in big business. People started opening up branches in Orlando because they know that Shaq is generating so much money around him because of the person who he is. Everybody wants to deal with them, and then there's so much other money trickling down outside that other business people are making money off of Shaq's influence and his his. And then you have Disney World, you know what I'm saying? So people are just down here anyway. So right, and then I can't think of a I can't think of a big man that sold shoes before Shaq, and especially not a Reebok, a big man with Reebok selling shoes. I don't think that had ever been done before. And I mean, nah, I mean. Niggas was buying Patrick Ewing. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, Ewing. Uh, uh, the Dream had his own shoe, but every but see, they weren't selling shoes. Rodman was selling shoes. You know what I'm saying? Rodman was a big man. So, but not to that extent. You are right because everybody sold. Everybody in the in the early '90s and the '80s had their own shoe. Matumbo had his own fucking shoe. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had their own shoe, but to be able to sell shoes like, not like Michael Jordan, but sell shoes like, he sold more shoes than Grant Hill. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, yeah. Yeah. So and then, right, and you, uh, you brought a good point with the Ewings. I, I didn't think about that. So, I, you know, props to Patrick Ewing because, yeah, he was, yeah. that's the that big man. Really was. But that's, that's still Patrick Ewing at the end of the day, where is Patrick Ewing located? Patrick Ewing was located in the Mecca. So, niggas is going to rock with whatever the fuck is coming out of New York in the 90s, especially when you're winning games. So, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, it's, it's more remarkable that Shaq sold shoes out of Orlando. 
because Shaq sold those shoes because of him, not because of the culture that was around him. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody in New York, if everybody in New York buys something, all the people that are they're buying it from, they're gonna push that all over the nation. So that's the reason why Patrick Ewing was, you know, selling shoes. But he, yeah, he ain't got shit on Shaq. Right, and then it was it was Reebok, and then you know you correct me and any other listeners if y'all could, you know if you hear this and, and you find a correction, let me know. Um, I don't recall you know Reebok being as hot as they were till uh, Shaq, or at least not with any big men. Like like we know Allen Iverson was big with Reebok, but that was after Shaq. That was that was Shaq's doing. You know that was because of Shaq. That's, right, yeah, right. Reebok. What Reebok was tennis, I believe, because I know Pete Sanford's. I think Pete Sanford's or um, uh, what's the other nigga, Andre Agassi, one of them two had uh, Reebok. But yeah, I think it, it must have been the Pete because uh, I think Andre Agassi did the Nike thing. I want to say they took, yeah. they took the 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 sole of his shoe to do the Yeezys, the oh, Nike Yeezys. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right about that. I remember. Yeah. That. So when when Shaq goes to L.A. You know, I, I'm still not a Laker fan, but but right. uh, that was my first taste of. You might not be a fan of this team, but you like this guy. So them losing ain't. I mean, them winning ain't ain't, ain't such a terrible thing. And um, the I guess the the I did I never liked Kobe from draft day. Like my mom, you know, as soon as I you know just heard him talk, and a few months go by. I'm like, I don't like that guy. She's like, you don't even know him that well. How you don't like him? I'm like, it's just, I don't know. I could just feel it. I just, right. it's the weird dude. But, you know, I'm a kid, obviously, and time goes by. Kobe's one of my favorite players of all time, even though I root against him. Right. You know, I understand it's the fact about, that I still. It's about what happens on the court with you, personally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's how Absolutely. I feel. Right. So let me ask and you so, a question. When it comes to this, when it comes to this Laker um, thing, do you have the same type of deal I have with the Heat that you not necessarily deal that I have, but you were they pushed you so much to the Lakers that you pushed away from the Lakers? Do you feel like that's a fair assess- assessment? Yeah, I, I definitely do think that's the first. I mean, it was like it was like somebody beating something over your head a hundred right. times without you know instead of me saying her taste this, right. I, I push it in your mouth. Now it don't matter what the fuck I push in your mouth, yeah. you gonna spit it out. Right, right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If I say taste it, you might say, "Oh, let me all right." Oh, okay, I kind of like that. But motherfucker, I don't care what you put in my mouth. I gotta spit it out just because. Don't fucking force that shit down my. I don't care what it is. So it's like that with with the Lakers. So with LeBron, I kind of feel like I get a sense of that old feeling I had with Shaq, where it's like I don't. I still don't necessarily like the team, and and I got a multitude of reasons. Not only is it was it forced on me, but Everything, the the hate that comes from around the league, in so many different ways, and I can even take it back to Chicago, where you know a Laker fan will say, "Y'all only winning because y'all got the best player," or a motherfucker look at LeBron with the decision and say, "They only winning because they teamed up." And then right, it's right. like, for you to be a Laker fan, do you not know the history of your fucking team? That's what. Where did your we championships st- come from? We started this shit. Yeah, like. I would think yeah. that they would be every taking time. more credit yep. for that yep. instead yep. of every acting time. like it didn't happen and then blaming everybody else for what's going on. Yeah, because I don't know what happened in Minnesota or whatever, but, you know, you got Wilt, 
you got Kareem, you got Shaq, you know what I'm saying? And that's a bulk, that's a big bulk of the championships right there. So every everybody that, you know, because I the reason why I didn't like the whole decision thing was, you know, mainly because I hate the heat. And then it's kind of like at the end of the day, when you look at because we've always had this conversation about super teams and how niggas come together, like them Lakers super teams that you can say, you know, GP and Malone, that was all niggas coming together because they didn't have a championship yet and they wanted to get a championship in the twilight of their career. So at the end of the day, how many seasons does, did Wilt play before he went to L.A.? Several. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was over the. He was not maybe not over the hill. He was still dominant, but at the end of the day, he wasn't the wilt that's going to score 100 points and average 50 rebounds a game. You know what I'm saying? Or 25 rebounds a game. So it's like, then you have um, same thing with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. How many years? I think he. How many years he played with Milwaukee? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. But he was an old man. He was an old man when he was with uh, Magic. You know what I'm saying? So. At the end of the day, it's like LeBron, not only did he leave in the prime of his career or coming into the coming into the prime of his career, he went and I'm not even going to count the number two pick for that draft. So the top four draft picks in that draft, you got two of them. And you was the number one pick. You see what I'm saying? That's why niggas is mad. That's why it's like it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Because at the end of the day, we started it. The Lakers started it, and other teams have done it. But the level that LeBron James did it to is is on another. It's on another level. And then you, he didn't do it. He didn't replicate it when he went to Cleveland. I don't care what anybody says. Kevin Love has nothing on Chris Bosh, and I mean Kyrie Irving. I'm not gonna. I I'm not gonna say he's not good because he's great he's a great player but at the end of the day Dwayne Wade stayed on that court you know what I'm saying and Dwayne Wade is a is a you know what top he's the second best shooting guard I mean third best shooting guard of all time you know what I'm saying so at the end of the day it's like that Cleveland thing I felt better about the Cleveland decision than I did about the Lakers, I mean, not Lakers, but the uh, Heat decision. Because the Cleveland decision is kind of like basically what, um, you know, all everybody else has done in the over, over time. When Charles Barkley came together with uh, Kareem, I mean, not Kareem, but the Dream and um, Clyde Drexler. Them niggas was old as fuck, man. You know what I'm saying? And LeBron James was probably about the same age as these niggas coming together with a team that he would have to earn it. He earned everything in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? He didn't necessarily earn everything in damn Miami because them niggas, man, that wasn't fair, man. That shit wasn't fair. I was mad about that shit, man. I, I was really mad about that shit. I get it, too. I mean, I, I get it because the, 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 the base for the anger is coming from, nigga, you decided this. This wasn't by chance on your part, but my well, question I, to that would be, do you do you look at GMs differently? Like a GM that that says, "Nah, man, I'm gonna build my team through the draft," versus a team versus a GM 
that makes these, you know, the the trades for. So take um take Danny Ainge with the Celtics, uh, you know, not and and exclude the Lakers Celtic rivalry from it, you know, the the. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna do that, but I mean, the thing, I mean, I hate Danny Ainge because I'm a Jordan fan, you know what I'm saying? So and now he's the Laker GM, but at the end of the day, it's like what they what they're doing in um in Boston is unprecedented in this day and age. There's no way that anybody else is going to replicate that. There, there's no way because you're not going to get that coach and you're not going to be able to, I mean, you might be able to draft players, but you're never going to be able to draft. He drafts superstars on that team. Them dudes is superstars, man. That dude from St. Louis, Tatum, he's a superstar. And the only reason why he won't be a superstar is because he has to play the system and he's going to have to play with other players. And that's the problem that's going to, that's going to mess up the league is that the superstar thing is probably about to be dead because you have to earn your superstar. Like look at every superstar ever to ever play. He's earned his own merits on his own. Steph Curry became a superstar because of Steph Curry by himself. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Durant became a superstar because of himself. Russell Westbrook wasn't a superstar until Kevin Durant left. You see what I'm saying? Niggas got to do that shit on their own. So now, since you're going to group everybody up together, how are you going to get a superstar? How are you going to form a superstar? Giannis is going to be a super, probably the last real live superstar. Well, then look, look, let me also add this in there too, because when you look at Brad Stevens, and the Celtics, and you you consider his tenure and you know in, at Butler, and what those right that's, yeah. that's a part of yeah. Gordon Hayward's. That's the part people that don't that don't they don't bring it up, and that's the reason why I can say that he has the possibility to be the greatest coach of all time past everybody. You know, what yeah, I'm he does because yeah, look at Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas looked right. better than when he was in Boston. Right, right. So we and think he he's doing it over and over. Do we really know? Because like, look at look at Kyrie, and no disrespect to any of these guys, but you took Kyrie before LeBron. You know, obviously, I'm sure he's become a better player since then. But it's because yeah, of the, because of not only having LeBron as a teammate, but also having opponents. Some people don't we don't talk about that enough. Opponents make you better. So. Right. And the Golden State Warriors made Kyrie a, a better player, but he wouldn't have got to play him without LeBron. But you look at the Celtics. Right. The Celtics made it to the exact same spot they did the year before um, without Isaiah Thomas, who they got there with the year before, and right. without Kyrie, who they traded Isaiah right. Thomas for. So right. Isaiah Thomas looked like a superstar. I mean, yep. we've only said Kyrie's been a superstar since, you know, we always talked about his potential like everybody else did, right. but we never saw him as one. He wasn't a superstar until he was with, I mean, because I guess he, he was, I guess he was a superstar with LeBron James, but not really because he was still a role player at, to a certain extent. He became a larger than life superstar type of deal when he went to Boston, when he became his own man. That's what validates your superstardom. Clay Thompson will never be a superstar. And if Clay Thompson left and went to, say, Utah with Mitchell and he outshines Mitchell and shows you that he's the best player on that team, Clay Thompson will become a, a superstar. But he is not a superstar right now. He's a hell of a defender, he's a hell of a shooter, and he's a hell of a uh, basketball player, but he is not a superstar.
because he sits behind the superstar. He's behind the superstar. He's the man behind the man. Uh -huh. Behind the man. You know what I'm saying? So how can you be a... So nowadays, there will be no superstar because, you know, niggas is about to team up. Like that one nigga that played for the for the back to the Boston Celtics. Um, that dark-skinned dude. Rozier, that's his name? Yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. He can be a superstar in this league. Fucking, I don't care what nobody say. It's not that hard to be a superstar in the NBA. You know why? Because your face is not covered up by a fucking helmet. And because Latrell fucking Sprewell was a superstar in New York after he choked his coach out. Anybody can be a superstar in this league. Anybody. If you have the skills. So that's what I'm saying. Rozier went to a team by himself and he balled and he put up numbers. He'd be a superstar. Fucking uh, Steve Francis was a superstar. And that nigga was trash. Well, I, I think he has some personal issues that kind of, you know, he was, but he was a superstar. Way. Yeah, he was. Yeah. No, he was a superstar. He was the man. He was. He if was you sell a merchandise and you have your own shoe and you are the face of a franchise and you're going to all star games back to back to back to back, how are you not an all star? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely makes sense. It just, um, like the the Celtics is the best example to where I, I don't I, I don't know if I can necessarily say who's what on that team because we as we see they paid Gordon Hay with all that money, but they right. just made the number one seed. Well, no, no Toronto had it, but yeah, with they made the number one seed the year before they got Hayward, and they just made the Eastern Conference Finals again with still no Hayward. So unless they right. make the finals and or win the finals. I can't really tell you what difference Gordon Hayward makes on the goddamn team along with Kyrie, too. I guess we could debate and say maybe they beat the Cavaliers last year, but I don't nah. know. Nah, they not. They're not. Nah, nah, nah. That's the thing. I might be a LeBron James hater dog, but ain't nobody fucking with that nigga, man. The only way you can beat that nigga is if you have the, the team like, you know, uh, Golden State, and that's and I haven't said it, but I I feel that we actually have a chance of beating Golden State because we have weapons. You know what I'm saying? We have we have a lot of weapons on our team that can, if everything goes right, of course, we can beat that team. But at the end of the day, LeBron James ain't losing to nobody. Like if Gordon Hayward was playing, LeBron James would have put him over his knee and broke his back. You see what I'm saying? Uh, LeBron James is gonna break them niggas back. It ain't it ain't this Miami Heat. This ain't that Miami Heat LeBron James no more. You know what I'm saying? Like when he played in Cleveland these last few years after he beat uh Golden State down three one, that 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 nigga's gonna break your back, bro. Like there's no, but the, there was no help for him last year. If that nigga would have had some help and he almost won game one with no help by his damn self, he got help this year. He ain't playing with butter knives like like Kobe used to say. He ain't playing with butter knives out there no more. Them boys just know how to play. I don't like um I don't like that one nigga though uh um from DC. What's his name? Left hand nigga. He used to play for K State. Uh, Beasley, Michael Beasley. I used to love Michael Beasley game. I love Michael Beasley game. I just don't like him out there on the court, man. He has no um discipline. He has no, IQ. No, no something. He but he don't. The thing about it, the reason. Like, when he was in D.C., I've seen him play, um, him and Durant. I've seen them play back in the day. And you would have thought that Kevin, I mean, Michael Beasley was better than Durant. You know what I'm saying? 
but it's because he plays with so much ease. They used to call him Big Easy because his game was just so fluent and so, like, he just, you know, it's like he doesn't care, but you can't stop that shit. And he still plays with that same energy, but niggas is about to block that shit. I remember when I was watching the preseason game, like, he just goes up for, like, a little, a little he, what he thinks is a bunny, and this young nigga go up there and block his shit. Like, the worst type of block you can get on a jump shot. Like, I don't know, man. I'm not a huge yeah, Michael yeah. Beasley fan either. I don't, some LeBron. I was, on him. I, I was, I was a huge Michael Beasley fan when he played for K-State because of the way his game was, like, how he played his game or whatever. And I thought he was going to be real good, but, you know, you live and learn and you realize that, you know, these niggas don't, these niggas don't formulate that shit into the NBA no more. Like, that's not happening. Niggas ain't going to be the same. Now, Don, let me, let, they let me ask you about this, because I don't know if you listened to the last few episodes, but ever since the trade, and this is just the way my mind works, you've probably been seeing it in the group. Um, even though I'm not a Laker fan, I try to envision matchups in my head before the game starts. Right. You know, sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong, whatever the fuck, but I keep doing it and you just said something that a lot of Laker fans are staying away from and my belief is that you know they don't want to get caught with the egg on their face like you know looking like I'm not saying we can win because LeBron whether you win or not is you know the results will happen they'll determine that I'm just asking like a game plan what is the you know the game plan for you going in because you can't be sitting in the Laker locker room and go I don't think we got a chance. That shit don't right. work. That's not real life. You got to stay in the other locker room. You in this locker room with the with the horses you got. What is your plan for beating Golden State? You said you think it's possible. How do you do it? If I am if I am um, the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers right now, my game plan is hit you in the mouth. Everybody in the NBA is soft, and they play this soft basketball. You have LeBron James on your team. You're going to get the benefit of the doubt. If you, if you come out and you set the uh, standard of the game is that we are playing tough, and hopefully the refs will swallow the whistles and let y'all play ball. Now, I think that's the only really way that we can do it because you got Lance Stevenson, and if he can just hold his shit down and I don't – and Luke Walton's going to lose me with this put Lance Stevenson in the game and let him go and one mixtape out here. But um, if Lance Stevenson plays the bully ball, Rondo plays bully ball, right? You have right. LeBron James. If LeBron James, who's going to stop LeBron James, right? Lonzo didn't put on some weight. You know what I'm saying? And if we can get Kuzma and the rest of these niggas just to play their game, because I don't need you to be a bully, Kuzma. I don't need you to be a bully, Lonzo, because I don't know what I don't know where we're gonna what we're gonna do with Lonzo. But you have JaVale McGee, you play big man basketball. And JaVel McGee is a walking alley you. You got three niggas that can come down the court every time JaVel McGee can average them 15, 16, 17 points a game off of off of alley oops. You see what I'm saying? With those three guys handling the rock. But as far as offense, I don't know what we can do as far as offense. We have to beat them by turning it into 1992 
Chicago basketball. That's how we win a championship. Okay, so a lot of a lot of um, physical play, attacking the basket, uh, yep. the, beat them in the mid, wear right? them down, wear right. them down. Okay, wear them down. So you so with that game plan, I'm, and I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, um, they you're saying like the Lakers would probably have a better chance at winning a series against Golden State than they would at yes, winning it's a regular season game. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, what's going to happen in a regular season game? They're going to shoot the lights out, and they're going to get us. They're going to kill us. But in a series, of course, that's seven games. And if we got to go to Golden State, even if we lose those two games by 50 points, guess what? If we put our hands on these niggas and we let these niggas feel us, then I think, I mean, but that's my only, that's how I play ball, though. So it's like, that's the only way I know how to go. I don't know how to do this finesse shit how niggas be doing. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas need to be out here throwing elbows and getting in these niggas' face. Because Draymond's a pussy, really. You know what I'm saying? It's just ain't nobody there to say nothing to him because everybody else is just softer than him. You see what I'm saying? But Draymond Green ain't going to do that shit to Lance Stevenson. I know that shit. So, the point, yeah. Yeah, I mean. And, and that's the reason why they got Michael Beasley, I believe. Because Michael Beasley is not. what is What does Michael Beasley bring to the table? I just thought all I could think of was offense. No, man. The nigga offense is gone. The nigga is not a pussy. That's what it is. Right. So right. you not about to do that. They got they got Lance Stevenson and Michael Beasley for um Draymond Green and his chirping and his shit talking and all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? Now I mean, I don't know. The only way we can cause we have defense. Lance Stevenson plays defense. I need Michael Beasley to use his size to play defense. JaVale McGee is there to play defense. You know what I'm saying? Like Rondo, uh, uh, um, Lonzo plays defense. Like all these niggas play defense. So I think that's the route that they have to be going. But I don't see any offense, though. I don't know what offense you're running. I don't get that. I don't know how we're going to score points because you have three point guards, essentially, unless LeBron James is going to turn into a scorer. Which he definitely can do, you know, like he can he can be that guy, but LeBron James needs the ball in his hands, Rondo needs the ball in his hands, and so does Lonzo. Well, you know what? One thing I noticed did you And so does Lance Stevenson though. That, That's the thing. Lance Stevenson is dead if he ain't got the ball in his hands. Somewhat. So somewhat you're right. But with LeBron, I know this is just one play, but that play where we was joking and I said, you know, Lonzo should have yelled Kobe and you was like, he should have yelled LeBron. <laughs> like, yeah. if, if you trip off that play, look at how, you know, go back and watch it. Look at how Lonzo got open. And um, that was basically a screen assist by LeBron. Okay. Okay. So right. I'm looking at it like if he could do more of that, and like I said, I know it's just one play. But – right. The dude's IQ is so off the chain. If he can actually do more of that, um, I think they got a good shot. They don't have the shooters for that type. Yeah, of exactly. Thing. That's that's the thing. Like, and that 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 that's what I did leave out is that they don't have they don't we don't we don't have the shooters to play a LeBron James type style of basketball. Like we not we should have gotten got shooters because we also need playmakers because everybody on that team is a playmaker. Everybody, but Kuzma is 
I mean, he's he's a good three-point shooter, but, I mean, people acting like he Ray Allen. That's not the case. You know what I'm saying? And that other guy, he's a pretty good shooter. You know, Hart is a point guard. You know, like, we have too many people that are trying to pass the rock. And if, if Lonzo can hit the three, then, yes, we are a much, 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 much better team. Because if he can shoot the three, he can also create. And if he can spot up and shoot, then that would be perfect. Because we have spot up shooters, and I guess that's because that's what um, you know Beasley's supposed to be a spot up shooter, but he ain't Cal Corver, you know what I'm saying? Like he's not a three point specialist. We don't have that, you know. So no, they don't. And I, I think the Lakers, um, they gonna be one of the top ten teams in in transition offense. I think we're putting the ball up the court. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to be too many teams because you got so many ball handlers. We know LeBron can fly. And, right. you know, we know Brandon Ingram can score. So, with just those two guys on the court, and they both ball handlers, I, I think you can get glimpses. And, you know, obviously LeBron, is, he's lost a step, and, and, you know, he's not quite the defender that he was in Miami. But him and Ingram. He is, he's that same defender. He, just, he chooses not to play defense to preserve his energy. But go ahead. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Right. But you know, in in Miami, oh, yeah, but yeah. Miami, you didn't have to preserve no energy. You just had, right. you know. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it's like right. he gonna he gonna pull back on that. But but whether yeah. it's Ingram and Rondo or Ingram and Lonzo or Lonzo and Bron or Bron, Ingram, you know, you picture if they do run this small lineup, which people are talking shit like, well, that could affect their, that could affect how they rebound. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, Lonzo what you can get you nine, LeBron can get you another nine. That's eight right. rebounds right there, and we ain't even added Kuzma in yet. Right. So, I just need I just need Ingram to gain some weight, bro. I don't get that shit. Because uh, he could he could have nine rebounds. To your point, he would be able to gra- grab nine rebounds if he was a little bit bigger. But yeah, he could just oh, bro, like, and he can't. That's the thing. Like, he looks like the kid that's really really good that can dribble and shoot and all that shit out there playing with the grown men. So when he go to the hole, he can't do what he normally is able to do because guess what? They're going to put a body on him and he can't take that contact, man. And that's that's what frustrates me about Ingram. Ingram could be a lot better if he had some more weight on him, but I guess he just can't gain it. I don't know what it is. It don't make sense. I don't know. He probably say shit. When Kevin Durant gets some, then I get some. But Kevin Durant, he ain't the player Kevin Durant is. Kevin Durant can play the perimeter. You know what I'm saying? He can his his mid range has nothing on Kevin Durant, and he ain't shooting that three ball like Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was the the one of the best play like the way Ray Allen used to be in Seattle. Yep. That's Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant seven foot tall. But Michael, I mean Ingram is is like Michael Red, I guess. You know, <laughs> like. It's the, it's like the kind of the same thing, but you ain't the same product. You know what I'm saying? Well, not yeah, yet, not point. yet, because he's only he's yeah. only what nineteen twenty. I think yeah, I think he's twenty years old. Yeah, so it's like yeah. seventeen points. He's got time. twenty. That ain't bad. Yeah, that's not bad. I, it's just that I want more from him. I guess I'm selfish, and it's you know me being a fan, you know, and it's right. like, bro, you when I see certain plays, like you trying to. I see you trying to be a man out there. I see you trying to take it to the hole, but you know you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And your 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 like dribble drive pull up game is not Kevin Durant. 
You know what I'm saying? That's right. that's the he can do it. It can get done, but there are a lot of uh a lot of missed shots doing that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? The reason why Kevin Durant is able to score 30 points a night is because if he's feeling cold, guess what? He's going to get the ball, take a dribble to the left, pull up, you can't do nothing with it. <clears throat> right, right. You're 100% yeah. right. Now, but I, I also want to make this point, and, you know, I pointed this out a, a week or so ago on the podcast and in the group. You know, you are a Kobe fan, and not yep. just a Kobe fan, but Think about Kobe at 20, Brandon Ingram at – I mean, Kobe at 19. Ah, at 19. A, that is a good point. That's a good point. Brandon Ingram is better than Kobe at 19. That's just a fact. At least the numbers say that. I'm not saying – Of course I, the numbers – I mean, but that's the thing. Brandon Ingram doesn't have uh, Eddie Jones in front of him, though. You know what absolutely. I'm saying? Kobe was coming off the bench. But I will – I can I can give you that fact, though, that Brandon Ingram at this age – might have been better than Kobe, even if Kobe was inserted into the starting lineup. But the difference, of course, between Kobe and everybody else, except maybe Michael Jordan, is the Mamba mentality. And, I mean, I guess because that, that does separate Kobe from Jordan because Jordan came – Jordan jumped out the womb with those skills. You see what I'm saying? Kobe, of course, was athletic, and he had, he had that um, – you know the 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 tools, but he also honed his craft to the point where he became the greatest player in his in you know at a certain point. I'm not gonna say because niggas gonna be mad because they think Tracy McGrady better than Kobe and all that bullshit. But um, nah, we're not gonna play like that. Niggas, hey, niggas have argued about it, but it is what it is. But at the end of the day, Kobe, Kobe, if Kobe was Brandon Ingram, Kobe would be. I mean, Brandon Ingram would be better because <clears throat> Brandon Ingram is not putting in the work that Kobe does, that Kobe did. And you know, Kobe put in like he put the work in, man. Like that's Are, why yeah. I like Kobe Bryant. I don't like I don't like nothing about Kobe Bryant except his basketball game. He's corny, you know, all that shit. Like when you said when you seen him and you it was something you didn't like about him, I feel the same way. But at the end of the day, the way that he goes in on basketball and the way that he's focused and the way that he, you know, trains and all that shit, that's why he's my favorite player over Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's a it's a respect level there. And it's like if I would tell anybody, any young man or anybody, if you go as hard at your craft, whatever it is, mm-hmm. as Kobe went with basketball, you will have some level of success guaranteed. Yes. I can't guaranteed. say you'll be number one or the richest or the most famous or whatever, but I guarantee you have some level of success at whatever you do if you're going as hard as Kobe Bryant. Ain't no way to fail going as hard as he went. It's possible. That Kobe, Kobe was blessed to be uh, athletic and as well as 6'6", 220 pounds. So that work ethic, you know, got him, you know, to being the superstar status and, you know, top 10 NBA player of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, all right, dog. We, I didn't got kind of far. I've been telling everybody yeah, we went people complain that I can't make these motherfuckers too long. So I'm right. going to start cutting them, sort of keeping them about an hour and a half, a little bit under. Let me let me say uh, this. Cause a lot of people, uh, this is a question on a lot of people's minds, and I, I'm, I'm probably the only one that got the guts to ask you, but do the kids have a mama, or are you genetically making them with your face in a lab? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all, 
they all got a mama, man. You know what I'm saying? So I just, it's just, uh, I keep getting, you know, caught up in the uh, rapster, I guess. But um, that, uh, you know, I have one uh, that's from a previous relationship from, you know, back in the day in Florida. And then I have my ex-wife. We have four. And then the new baby is with someone else. So, um, yeah, they all got a mama, dog. And, uh, Nigga, they all look like you. I'm talking about every baby girl, the boys, everybody looks just like you. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. But if you've seen that mamas, you probably would not feel that way. Like, the only one, Royal is the one that looks exactly like me as far as, like, when I was a kid and all that shit. Like, he looks exactly like me. But the rest of them, like, if you know they mamas, you would probably, you would still say they look like me, but you wouldn't be, you know, like, they ain't got no mama type shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, I, I say this nigga. What the, you know, the old time would say, uh, he spit them out. Right, that's it. Yep, that's how I look, boy. And that was, but I tell you this too. Another thing I want to compliment you on, though. Nobody, at least what I could see, no other dads on the goddamn internet are as proud and 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 have their kids and and do more with their kids than you do, man. And uh, you know, being a truck driver is one of the hardest things that I deal with is being away from my kids so much. Right. So, you know, I right. I can appreciate the fuck out of you for for what you're doing, man. Keep doing your thing and uh, make sure don't don't be no stranger to the show, man. Make sure you get back on her, man. Of course, man. Appreciate everything, man. And um, till next time, man. All right, man. Appreciate you, Doc. All right. No problem, man. Peace. What's good, Ma? It's your boy, Charles, a.k.a. C4. I see your uh, Facebook page is deactivated, so I don't know if you're on social media or if you can actually get this here. But I wanted to come on the podcast today uh, for about 30 minutes uh, and address some things regarding Drew Brees, uh, Tom Brady, GOAT QB. Want to call out a couple of members in the group as well. Um, so when you get this, if you can, call me on this. I'm off today so I can come on and um, get some stuff off my chest. All right, bro. Hope all is well. Be blessed.